I'm Emma. And I'm Maddie. And this is the Content Creatives Podcast. Our mission is to inspire creatives to discover, grow, and own their brand. Today, we're going to be talking about how you can plan a month's worth of content in advance. So if you're a busy content creator and are wanting to get ahead on your content, especially during the holiday season, this podcast episode is for you. But before we get started, let's do our question of the day. And the question of the day is, what do you like to read? Yeah, this is a very generic. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. Do you want to go first? I, I can go first too. Yeah, you go first. Um, so I used to read a ton of fiction books, like pretty much like every major fiction series from like Twilight to the Divergent series to, oh my gosh, Fifty Shades of Grey. Like I just like read through all of those kind of mainstream fictional series, but, Mm -hmm. and I still enjoy them. I really do. But right now I've been on kind of a nonfiction mindfulness kick. So reading lots of those types of books. I, I mean, I, I was listening to mindfulness podcast like back in 2017, but I've really started like diving into books now. Um, and one of the books I'm reading is the power of now, by Eckhart Tolle, I just saw it at target. I've heard about it before. And so, um, yeah, that's what I've been reading a lot of mindfulness, nonfiction books. So I guess I'm just in that stage in my life. Not that I don't enjoy fictional stuff still. (laughs) I was gonna say it's kind of funny because I'm literally almost the exact same as you like oh my god when you said divergent memories I love that book (laughs) yeah like stuff like that Hunger Games was a big one for me oh my god I read Animorphs growing up Uh, did you ever read Animorphs no I never read that Uh -uh. (laughs) super dorkies (laughs) so I also read like Cats of the Four Clans I'm all over the place (laughs) have you ever heard of that warrior cats But As you know, an adult, I feel like I, like I kind of read because you know I felt like everyone's always talking about like a series once a year, and I was like, okay, like I'll read that. And so, yeah. like The Fault in Our Stars was fictional, but it was like such a good book. So no worries, friend. I'm sure <laughs> there's plenty of books I have not. I haven't read that you've read. Well, it's so funny because as an adult, I like literally look back and I'm like, Cats of the Four Clan. Like, it sounds so funny, but I love that. Like, I was like hardcore into those books. I was in like multiple forums where we would talk about them. Like, I am telling you right now, I am like a total nerd when it comes to that stuff. I haven't read kind of that stuff in a while. Right now, I'm like in the same kind of boat as you reading some like nonfiction stuff, but I feel like I'm kind of alternating between nonfiction and then a fiction book. Like, I'm trying to do that. I'm in a book club where we're reading non or fiction books. And then I'll also in my own time, like read kind of like self-help. Like I've talked about the burnout cycle book, like probably a bajillion times. Like that's a great example. Come as you are is a great example that I'm reading right now about like women's sexuality. That's really cool. Um, I'm also about to read a nonfiction book about like basically, uh, like, like sleep cycles and like how all that functions. So yeah, I'm like, I, I like alternating between the two because I like them for different reasons, but I'm just excited to get like back in like the reading rhythm because I feel like I've been out of that for a while. No, I, I, I get what you mean. I feel like I definitely like go through phases like this week specifically. I've been reading um, the book about Instagram, no filter and just like the history of Instagram. It's like been, but I've been reading that book for like months, like because I only read like <laughs> Like I'll do a week and then I'll stop reading it. So I get it. Trying to get into a rhythm. Yeah, definitely. So hopefully I am in my rhythm now. We shall see. But I don't know. I feel like it also just fluctuates with availability. So we shall see what happens. Actually, that kind of ties in perfectly. 
hashtag segue to our topic of the week, basically about planning things in advance, especially when things get crazy. Just like Emma said, the holiday seasons are coming up. And so not only are you going to be busy, I'm sure with content creation and whatever, you know, kind of content that you're planning on putting out for the holidays, but it's also just going to be crazy in your personal life, you know, family gatherings, things like that. And hopefully you guys are all staying safe, but you know, it's going to get very busy. So I think being able to plan this stuff in advance has helped Emma and I a lot. And I know we've talked about some of that stuff before, but I'm really excited to kind of dig into this. So before we do, you guys will definitely have to let us know what kind of books you like to read on our podcast, Facebook group or Instagram page. Join us there. We're really fun. Um, and so let's get started. So basically I recently posted an Instagram story sharing that I had batched and scheduled my content for the entire month of December and at George LZD. I might be pronouncing his last name wrong. So I apologize, George, if I am, but he DM'd me directly after seeing my story, asking how I did it. So we decided that we would talk a little bit more in depth about this on the podcast. So first we want to start by defining batching content, because this is essentially, we've already done a podcast episode on batching content, but this kind of touches on those two things, right? Like batching content and how that applies to planning your content out for the full month. So batching content means that your content essentially is prepared a lot of content at one time so that it's ready to post or share at any time. Now that could mean I've batch shot a lot of photos. So I have a lot of photos prepared, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you have it ready to post, or you could batch create a bunch of contents, all a bunch of content like captions all at once, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's ready to post because maybe you don't have a picture to go with it. So essentially planning content for a month in advance is the combination of all the different things that you've done to batch content and putting that together. So while we won't be going fully in depth on actually batching images or topics in this episode, we'll cover it high level and how you can plan and organize that content over a month's worth of posts. Yeah, you guys. So step one in how to plan a month's worth of content is to establish your content pillars. You guys have heard us talk about your content pillars and your content niche, but if you haven't heard of this phrase before, a content pillar or niche is a specific topic or segment that you create content around. And surprise, you guys can have more than one content pillar. So if you are passionate about fashion and beauty, maybe those are your key content pillars um, that you create content about on Instagram or your YouTube channel, or maybe you're really passionate about taking care of your dog and also fitness. And so you blend together, you know, walks or exercises that you and your dog do together. So specifically for the content creatives podcast, our mission is to empower creatives to discover, grow, and own their brand. Our content pillars actually breaks down the life cycle of an aspiring influencer and content creatives out there. So discover, you know, we share stories and tips to help other creatives figure out who they are and how to get started grow. So we share advice on learning, implementing different social marketing strategies and different business tips and how to create on each platform, as well as learning how to monetize your influence. We do talk about money quite a bit. And the last piece, which is own their brand, where we encourage others to be confident in who they are and take their brand to the next level and expand their reach. 
having these content pillars will make it so much easier for you to create content on a weekly or monthly basis because you'll always have a list of topics and ideas to pull from. And if you're struggling to come up with a core set of content pillars, I recommend by starting to define your niche. And for more tips on this, listen to the episode of the Content Creatives Podcast, Four Questions to Help You Find Your Niche. Um, That's a great episode to start with, especially if you are a new-ish creator. You can also check out my course, Build an Engaged Audience with Your Content Plan and Strategy, which has leading questions to help you write out and identify your purpose and your content pillars. And also you guys can use this unique code for our podcast community. It's podcast50, all uppercase and no space between podcast and 50 to get $50 off the course. You guys, when I was in grad school and we were learning how to set up content strategies for other things like websites and other marketing plans, I realized that it was completely applicable for being a content creator and establishing your content pillars is just like the first thing that you got to do, especially if whether you've just started out or you've been doing this for a few years and you're like, gosh, how do I keep creating content? Um, This will definitely help you because I feel like both Maddie and I have clarified our content pillars and we know what our audience is looking for and like what what, what types of ideas we can pull from. Yeah, absolutely. Cause not only do content pillars help you when creating the content, but they also help your audience know what to expect from you and having that kind of level of expectations can really help you grow your audience as well, because then people will know exactly why they want to follow you. Highly recommend listening to that episode of the podcast. I don't think it was that far back. The four questions to help you find. No, no, I don't think so. I think you just got to scroll back a little bit. Yeah. So do a little scrolling and listen to that guy. Cause I think that'll be super helpful. And step number two is to determine how many times per week that you want to post. So figuring out a good posting schedule is so important to planning content in advance. Knowing this number helps you build your outline, which we'll do in the next step and having consistent, a consistent posting schedule can help you with your audience expectations and retention. So here are some questions that you can ask yourself when determining how many times per week on average, you would like to post question one, what are my content pillars and how many do I have? Having that question can help you say, okay, maybe I want to speak to each content pillar once per week. So if you have three content pillars, that's three posts a week. Or if you want to talk to it twice per week, then you could say, I want to post six times per week. Another question, do I want to speak to every content pillar every week? How much time goes into each post, including planning the photos, taking them, editing, writing the copy, posting, engaging. An exercise that I've done before is actually recording how much time it actually took me to do these things so that I can set expectations and understand what that timing actually looks like. And to that point, the next question, what do I realistically have the capacity to do? So taking everything into account, everything else, like your work life and your family, does posting X amount of times per week, give me enough time to enough free time to rest and focus on my mental health and how many photos or videos am I realistically able to create in a week or a month, or even if you're planning on repurposing some of your content, which we'll also go into later, how many 
posts per week do you want to repurpose? Do you want to have a lot of your content coming from repurposed or do you want it to be brand new? Personally, I aim to post to four, four to five times per week with my busy schedule. It took me years of trial and error to get to this point, And it may be the same for you guys. So if you would like to dig a little deeper, you can break your content down a bit further into the number of video posts per week, status, st- static in feed posts per week, IGTV posts, blog posts. For me, I try to do one blog post a week, three static in-feed posts per week, one each talking to my three different content pillars, and then one real post per week. And then my IGTV posts have been, you know, not a main focus for me because that's just not what I've had the time for, but that is something that I would love to do in the future. Yeah. And for me, you guys, um, I think one thing that has helped me and I post, I probably post six to seven times a week, but I always take Saturdays off, um, is what, but what's helped me is what Maddie was talking about is to actually figure out how much time goes into each post. And the great thing is like, you'll, the more you practice, the better and the faster you'll be at producing content. And so before it used to take me eight hours to do a whole blog post, because I didn't know how to, you know, lay out kind of my content pillars and I didn't know how long it would take me to write and edit and, you know, shoot for the photos and things like that. But now you guys like literally right before Maddie and I hopped on this call to record this podcast, I literally wrote and published a blog post in 45 minutes, which is crazy. It was awesome. But I also had like the images ready and I knew when, um, I was taking those photos. I was like, okay, I'm going to be able to like use this and create all these blog posts. And so, and I also had laid brainstormed, right. My list of ideas of like what I wanted to do, um, for the month of September, what fall trends I wanted to talk about. And so by the time you're like executing the content, you're like, okay, I can actually do this in an hour, but I do have to do this pre-work. Um, and then one thing I also wanted to call back to, if you're trying to figure out capacity wise, you guys, we've talked about this in the podcast before the 168 hours exercise, you have 24 hours a day, seven days a week, which is 168 hours. Everybody has the same amount of time. And so what I actually recommend doing is getting real honest, you guys, and laying out how many hours a day you sleep, eat, exercise, um, have leisure time um, or relaxation time. So, you know, maybe time spent on Netflix or time spent um, on a specific hobby. Um, and then just other obligations that you might have, like, especially if you have a side hustle that you just dedicate, you know, four or six hours a day to. Um, and once you lay out how much time you need during the day to, you know, complete um, just your responsibilities and things that you want to do, you'll come up with a number that's what's left at the end of the day. And if you realize that you don't have any hours left in the day, I think it's a great opportunity to just think about and evaluate like what is necessary. And if there's opportunities to adjust time spent on things, because it can go both ways, right? Like one person might be completely overworked and you don't have time to actually unwind and relax, but you, you need that time. And so where can you adjust your, you know, work time or commute time, or I don't know, any other time, can you outsource something so you can have one or two hours a day to relax? Um, So highly recommend the 168 hours exercise. Um, It's really helpful. um, And just getting clear about what you want to keep in your day, because again, time is your biggest resource. And obviously, we want you to be able to plan a month's worth of content advance, but we also want you to be well-balanced and happy. 
Very important. Oh. Yeah, yes. So step for you guys is to create a content calendar outline. Everyone has a unique way of creating and organizing their content calendars. Um, Maddie uses Trello and I kind of use a mix of Canva because I pretty much have like laid out just like a, like a shell of how I'm going to organize my content like Monday through Friday or Sunday through through Friday. And then I recreated each week um, using Microsoft um, Word because I write out all my captions ahead of time. Um, and then also I use Planoly to like help plan my feed out. And so there's a, a multitude of, of tools to do that. Um, and then I also wanted to just give a quick shout out to Corporate and Color. Um, these two ladies, Sydney and Maya, um, based in the Chicago area, they actually shared their ways of creating their content calendar. They use Excel and it's color coded. Um, so there's so many ways to do this, you guys. Um, my recommendation is to try different formats out and see what sticks. Maybe for you, creating a content calendar is best on maybe a Google calendar, or it's best if you write it um, within your planner, or maybe it's best if you do a combination of things, no matter what the format is, um, a good content calendar should always include where you'll be publishing. So is it going to be Instagram in feed? Is it going to be reels? Is it going to be a TikTok? The topic, um, the topic can also be the specific content pillar that you're speaking about and the date of publishing. Um, so I, try to just include these things. So what, oh my gosh, if you ever, if I, if I had like a camera, I wish you guys could, could see it. It's like, okay, like I literally like recreate this, like this not chart, I would say, well, I guess it's kind of like a, a chart or outline, but I literally like lay out my content pillars that I want to talk about that week. And then underneath, I will write out all of my captions um, under that. But again, this is actually like a whole module in the course that it created, yeah. which is build and engage audience with your content plan and strategy. Again, it goes very in depth. And if you need an example of a content calendar, whether it's just a three-day calendar, seven-day calendar, highly recommend you check out the course and use that code podcast 50, get $50 off. Um, it's based. Yeah. You guys, once you figure out your system, you are able to like recreate it week after week and month after month. So um, definitely recommend trying to figure out what type of content calendar works best for you. Yeah, it definitely makes it a lot more when you actually have a content calendar rather like outside of, you know, like using plan or planally, like having that actual content calendar to build it out makes it so much easier to build out your content and plan it that month in advance. So it's definitely a tool that I recommend using. And yeah, Emma's course does a really great job of kind of walking through that. Also, if you guys don't know where to find it, it's literally like linked in our podcast, uh, like website under resources. So that's always an easy place to find it if you guys are looking for it, but highly recommend doing that, looking up different ways that people plan their content. You could also do, I don't know if we've ever like done like a full thing on Trello. I know I did a thing on Trello and how I use it, but I don't think that we've talked about that at length in the podcast. So that could potentially be a good thing. But like you said, it's very highly visual. So it's kind of hard to do that in a podcast format. (laughs) Maybe though, we'll explore it for maybe a mini sode. 
Yeah, we'll figure it out. Or we could post it in the podcast Facebook group. Just another reason to join the Facebook group. Anyways, you guys <laughs> moving on to step number four, fill in the outline. So once you have somewhere to start, it is so much easier to build out your content plan. There are so many different ways to fill out different parts of your outline. And we'll lay out a few examples here. So photo video content is one way. So you could batch shoot your images once or twice per month. So shooting multiple images or concepts one day, once or twice per month. Emma and I have done that before where at the beginning of the month, we'll just shoot a bunch of content that we have to kind of post throughout the rest of the month. You can also repurpose old content. So you can use something like I've used, um, for this year, I posted my, like one of my worst performing photos of last year that ended up being the highest performing on Pinterest and just kind of talked about that and use that kind of as a conversation piece to talk about like content creation. And that ended up performing really, really well. So being able to use old content, I feel like I used to shy away from that, but especially coming into the fall, I used like, I was like the leaves hadn't started changing yet. So I was like, I will use all of my old photos. I'm like, it's the first day of December. And I use like an old photo, like my last three po like photos that I posted, you guys are all repurposed photos. Like I have not, like these are from older shoots that I did because I am currently injured with a knee brace. So I was like, I don't have time to do this. And they're all performing really well. So I understand the hesitancy when it comes to repurposing content, but I'm telling you guys, nobody cares. And those can actually perform really well, just depending on the story that you tell. Another way that you can bash that content is to use graphics from Canva. Some people like doing this. Some people don't, but if you're the kind of person that likes including quotes or whatever in your actual content plan, whether that be on Instagram or what have you, you can plan those in advance by using Canva and putting those all out. If you guys look at our podcast, Instagram, that's a good example of using Canva graphics. And then for topics, you can pull your audience. You can write down ideas as they come to you. We've talked about this in previous episodes, and you can also keep a running list of questions that you get asked regularly, which this blog post, this literally podcast episode is an example. <laughs> like we, we got this question asked. And so now we're doing a topic on it. So writing down the questions that you get asked and pulling from your content pillars are a really great way to source the actual topics and core of the content that you're creating. Yeah. And one thing I just wanted to add on to this, you guys. So, um, just a little quick tip on repurposing content, um, and what Maddie, said, right? Just because something doesn't perform on one platform doesn't mean it's not going to perform well in another. It's just worth testing out. I posted a TikTok video about how to style a pleated skirt and it did okay. I mean, it didn't do anything crazy. I don't even think it hit a thousand views. I posted that to Pinterest because Pinterest has been really pushing idea pins, which are, are their video pins. And within like less than a week, it drove 10,000 impressions. So it's like, wow. and it's, so it's kind of like, yeah, you never know what's going to work. And it's, it's worth that. Like, I, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, well, this didn't perform here. So people don't like it. And it's like, no, that's literally not the case. Sometimes like every, every platform's algorithm is working, functioning very differently. And so again, just because it doesn't work in one platform doesn't mean it won't work in another. Um, and then what, what Maddie talked about, about the topics, you know, keeping a running list of questions you regularly get asked. Another thing I wanted to add on here, um, if you are trying to get in the habit of planning a month's worth of content in advance, 
at the beginning of each month or the last week of the prior month, just sit down when you're feeling really good, maybe grab yourself a pumpkin cold brew or make yourself an espresso at home, whatever, whatever floats your boat and just take 10 minutes, 15 minutes, three minutes, whatever you have and start to just brainstorm different things that you, you think you want to cover this month. Mm -hmm. And, and then that way, you don't have to execute on everything, but then that way you're like, okay, like here's some of the things like what's really big in October. Oh, well, it's pumpkin patch season. Um, I want to highlight, you know, fall activities to do around Western Washington. Um, I want to talk about, you know, what road trips you can take to see the fall foliage in Washington state. Um, I want to talk about, you know, do you know what I'm saying? Like, those are just like, it's just like easy, not easy, but, but new ways to help set yourself up for success and um, ways that you can start to, I guess, like shift your strategy so you can create a month's worth of content in advance. Yeah, definitely. I love that idea too. Cause when you're feeling inspired, you should just sit down and like have that, like you have the opportunity to relax, unwind and just kind of put all your ideas to paper and kind of having that written out, whether that be on a tablet, on your phone, I'm telling you guys the act of actually like writing these things out rather than just keeping them in your head is so important, which kind of goes back to the content calendar piece too, right? Like having an outline, having a content calendar that is so helpful rather than just saying like, Oh yeah, well it's fall. Of course I'm going to do fall content, like actually put pen to paper and writing out what that's going to look like for you can actually help bring that content to life. Yes. And step five, you guys, is to repeat the process one times, one time per month. If take the time to reevaluate each month and how the previous month went, um, think about what, what went well, what did it, and what can be improved. Um, Use the start of each month to pivot and change your content strategy as needed to make sure that it's effective as possible for you and your schedule. So for example, you guys, maybe you were trying something new on Instagram reels where you were taking one item and you were showing how to style it from start to finish. And you were like, okay, well, I guess that kind of resonated well, but it looked like when I incorporated color or, you know, something really bright and something different that that type of um, video did the best. So in my next month, I'm going to incorporate more color in my styling videos. So that's obviously a very (laughs) boiled down (laughs) example. But um, I would just say like every as you approach and you as you wrap up each month and approach a new month, it's honestly a great time to just like reflect on what worked and what didn't work and just take those learnings every month and, and apply it to the next. And remember, you guys, the key to successfully planning content in advance is all about practice and consistency, especially for a new creator. All of this probably sounds so daunting. I mean, I remember, I remember being like, I remember when I wasn't even doing planning my feet out in advance five days ahead or three days ahead. I remember feeling like, oh my God, how am I ever going to do this? but it's just, you know, committing to it and being patient with yourself and starting small and building up to it, right? If you are a newish creator, you don't need to set this audacious goal to post 10 times a week. Like you just don't have to, to do that, right? Especially if you take the exercise, the 168 hours exercise and you evaluate how much time you actually have in the day. Maybe you're balancing it with school. Maybe you're balancing it with a full-time or part-time job or raising a family. There's lots of things happening in life. And so, um, definitely know that the key to success is you defining what success looks like and 
Also keep in mind that it might take a few hours uh, a month up front to plan it out or maybe a bit more. But as you practice, as you stay consistent, you'll get faster at this and you're going to save more time and hours in the long run. Yeah, absolutely. Guys, it's all about practice and consistency. You will get there. Don't get frustrated. Like I said, it literally took years to get to the point that like both of us are now that we've finally kind of figured out a system that works for us and it still evolves. So I think the biggest thing with this is just having patience with yourself and figuring out what you think is going to be your best plan every month, reevaluate, see what changes you need to make to make your life a little bit easier when planning your content in advance. So thank you guys so much for listening to this week's podcast episode. If we haven't connected yet on Instagram, you guys can find us at Emma's edition at mad cray and at content creatives podcast. Make sure that you guys sign up for our weekly email newsletter and join our Facebook group. We're really fun over there. Also, if you guys could rate review and subscribe, that would be fab. We would love that. We would very much appreciate that from you guys. All of that is very kind of you if you choose to do so. But until then, we'll see you guys next time. Bye.